This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with an inventor of a tool that's going to make your life litter scooping so much easier. I will tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, an inventor, an entrepreneur. She's a former elementary school educator. She's an adventure seeker, a foodie, a wine snob, and a craft beer guru. She's no stranger to fine cocktails. She loves coffee and wants to travel the world. She is originally from Albany, New York, She currently lives in Boston. She's wife to Robert, whom is a very nice man that I had a drink with when we all met at SuperZoo. So shout out to Robert. It was nice to meet you. She's also mom to three human children with the sweetest little names. Their names are Etta, Adeline, and Ellery, which is such a unique and beautiful name. She has two cats. Her cat's names are Ashton and Penelope, and they are nine-year-old siblings. She is the founder of Cat Savant, and she's the creator of Scoop Buddy, a tool that we're going to discuss at length today that you're going to want to run out and buy to make scooping that litter box so much easier. Her name is Carolyn Rafferty. Welcome, Carolyn. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I'm so excited to catch up with you again, have another cocktail with you, and learn Everything I didn't learn while we chatted at SuperZoo, I'm going to learn today. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Okay. So before we get into your creation, your love of cats and all the the ways that you're going to solve litter scooping problems for (laughs) so many people, I want to introduce our drinking game. So before we get into it, anybody participating in our drinking game today, anytime you hear this word. The secret word is Penelope. Take a drink of whatever you're enjoying. It could be alcoholic non-alcoholic, you might be boozy, you might not, but play along. So long as you are over 21 to partake in the US, of course, if you're having an alcoholic beverage, never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. So it's Friday, it's happy hour. What are you having, Carolyn? I am having a Posh Prosecco. It's actually our own cocktail that we created. 
It's in Cats and Cocktails Club on Instagram. So we were part of a, my, my kitty Penelope was part of the group and we got to host. And so we created our own cocktail. And the fun part is they are coming out with a Cats and Cocktails cocktail book. And it's coming out at the end of November. So just in time for the holidays. And she is featured in the book and they picked up our cocktail to go into the to the book. So we're very excited. What is in a posh Prosecco? Yeah. So her Instagram handle is posh Penelope. So we wanted to design a cocktail that went along kind of with her style. My husband and I, Robert, and I love gin. And I'm also a big fan of St. Germain. So mm-hmm. we did equal parts gin, St. Germain with a little lemon juice, a little agave or a maple syrup, and then, uh, you know, shake it all up and then just top it with Prosecco. Wow. That sounds yes. amazing. I'm going to have to try that. Yes. So I'll send good. you the recipe. And also, you know, you can get it in the book as well if you're interested. I plan to get that book. I need to get that book. That sounds I know, amazing. I'm so excited. I'm like, keep texting with the people that are, you know, heading it. And um, actually it's with Surfer Cat M- Mavi as well. Yes. So, and then all proceeds from the book will be going to a pet charity, which they just decided would be Mission Meow where we are also business partners and they fund phenomenal things for cat-centric organizations. So it's for a good cause as well. So all proceeds will be donated to that charity. Yes, I love Mission Meow and Sally, uh, their founder. She, I met her at Super Zoo as well and she is such a trip. Yes, she is amazing. She's so awesome. And the work that they do is so important. So cheers to all of the people you just mentioned doing good things to cats. Cheers. (laughs) I'm I'm toasting with a Mai Tai mule in my kids like plastic thermos thing (laughs) that says tropical vibes because obviously we're in fall now and I miss the tropical vibes. But this is a Mai Tai. You make a Mai Tai and then you just add ginger beer and it's a mule now. So cheers. Oh, cheers. Mine is not as posh as yours. I'm going to try this rosemary. I... It the it gives off such a nice essence, but be careful when you're when you're sipping. Don't get poked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that uh, Penelope has a signature cocktail in her name. She's done more in the cocktail world world than I have. And um, she's going to have <laughs> to mentor me so that I can come up with my own cocktail one day. Yes. All right, so we got to get into your tool, which I am so excited to share with my audience. We're going to start by playing a game, and it's called Litter Box Thoughts. And all I want to know is your opinion. So I've let you off the hook because a lot of times I make people play trivia games, and I like (laughs) say, like, what, like, I would have had to like look up the history of litter boxes and like ask you when it was invented. But I'm giving you. I'm giving you a pass since it's Friday and you're a mom and I know that mom brain is a thing and I wasn't going to push you like that. We're going <laughs> to chill and relax. So this is all your opinion. No wrong I answers. appreciate it. Sounds like a yes, plan. <laughs> absolutely. So the first question I have for you is how many litter boxes belong in a home? It's always plus one of your number of kitties. So I currently have two kitties. So we do have three litter boxes. It's always a good number to have just an extra. I know that gets tricky though, when you do have a, like a multiple, multiple cat household. So you just do your best to, you know, put them in different locations. So they're not, you know, all competing for the same spot. And just make sure they're, you're scooping daily, of course, if you have, yes. oh, you know, that many kitties going to the bathroom in one spot. So. Absolutely. I feel like, 
more important than the number of litter boxes you have is thinking, how often am I really going to scoop it, yeah. right? Because if you're going to scoop it once a week, you probably need like 12. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And sometimes if it, you know, you put it out of sight, out of mind, and then you, you just simply forget about the cleaning process and yes, you know, they, they like the cleanliness. You know, I like the cleanliness. <laughs> yes. Yes. You don't want to walk into a home yes. that has a dirty litter box because you can smell Absolutely. it from the front door. Okay. Should a litter box be covered or uncovered? Well, I think that's based on your opinion, your preference. What kitties prefer would be uncovered for sure. I know we have different styles personally. So um, my posh Penelope is quite messy in the litter box and she kicks a lot. So we have to have a really tall, high-sided litter boxes for her in particular, or it's just, you know, everywhere. Yes. So, I mean, I guess it's personal preference, but if you're looking for the kitty's preference, I would go with uncovered for sure. Agreed 100%. The ones that we like usually are the ones that the cats ate. Yes. and vice versa so yes. yeah it, it just kind of happens we have to find a happy medium sometimes uh, yep of course what kind of litter do you like well we are actually transitioning so we my cat i personally like more sustainable options every time i've tried it doesn't go well with them so right now we're, <laughs> we're doing it again i keep trying it with them so right now we're actually transitioning to catalyst cat litter so and right now it's about 50 50 so we're kind of we're, we're this is the closest we've gone so i'm really Ooh. excited for we're gonna push it through i think you know fingers crossed <laughs> well i will look for a review from yes. you once yes. you get there because i'd love to hear your thoughts on catalyst because we all know that you know sterling the trap king and nathan the cat lady are like yes. their spokespeople they are always yep. wearing robes for some reason wherever they go Super Zoo. <laughs> i don't get the connection i assume it's because when we scoop our litter boxes we're in our robes or something i don't know i don't get the connection but i love that they are partnered with them and i assume that they do a lot because they're partnered with them uh, with Nathan and with Sterling, I would assume they do a lot of philanthropy. So I would love to hear more about your thoughts on Catalyst. Yes. Um, and actually, we were fortunate enough to meet them at Super Zoo as well and connected with them. So now I wanted to start transitioning as to our litter box. I've always wanted, I was like, okay, let me try. I've tried other brands yeah. and it just didn't seem to to really work. I've even tried the pellets and personally that was just a no-go. I would just, you know, it was something that Penelope received in the mail and I was like, oh, I'll try it, you know, but yeah, no, it wasn't for them. Yeah. I was a professional pet sitter for many, many years and I had one client use the pellets and the cats loved it, really? but I kind of felt like I needed the litter scooping yeah. experience. It was just a very different method to what I yeah. used with everybody else. So it was hard for me to adjust. Right. I think if you start them when they are kittens, for sure. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Penelope was probably about three, four. And so she just did not like it on her yeah. paws, like wouldn't even go near the box anymore. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be a whole nother issue. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the original. <laughs> and that's why we're talking litter boxes. Because if we get yes. it wrong, it's a huge problem. And it's most huge, cats yeah. that are rehomed are rehomed because of litter issues. Yes, 100%. It's so bad to let things happen. And it's sometimes pet parents just don't know that that litter box is a problem or the litter in there is a problem or the lack of scooping is a problem because our cats can't tell us. Right, exactly. And then 
unfortunately, you know, when you're soiling outside the litter box, if you get into that point, you know, it's that's a problem. And then if you don't have the bandwidth of like, okay, to problem solve, why is this happening? And then you're seeing a lot of the surrendering because of the the litter box issue, opposed to just trying to a quick you know, change fix of something might really help, yeah. you know, even sometimes the cleanliness of the litter box. Yeah. Sometimes it's just scooping more or moving right. the box somewhere else. Like it's just, it could be so minor, but it is such yeah. a huge problem for, you know, the harmony of the home, which I right. am a big believer in. Like it, everybody has to live harmoniously. And if the oh, yeah. cat is doing things that are taking that harmony away, I understand where people are coming from, but that's why we're talking about it. Cause if you learn from Carolyn, you don't have to worry about surrendering. You can troubleshoot. Have your resources right here. Okay, so automatic litter boxes. What do you think about those? You know, not for me personally. They are quite pricey, in my opinion, and not something that is feasible for us right now. You know, I heard from people when we were attending cat shows that even when they were coming over to see what our product was, they were asking to use it with their automatic litter box. Still, because they have to dump the tray and they, the tray in the bag mm. was missing. And I was ah. oh, that's an interesting thought. I just, you know, for me, it's I like to just go in and do that, that daily check in with your cat's health. I mean, they are creatures that love to hide any kind of ailments. And so that litter box is such a quick health check in. And I've caught something with my other cat, Ashton, where it was because of the litter box that I brought him to the vet and we were able to be proactive and things have been, you know, much better for him now, but that's a huge key check. And so if you're doing the, the automatic and you're my, I mean, you are dumping the tray at some point, I'm not sure how often that is personally, but I mean, if you're having all your cats use the same, you know, you just, you don't really know too much of information. I feel like it's Agreed. just a lot of information that you get from that daily check-in of scooping. Agreed. Yeah. And for male cats, especially when they are because they're at risk of urinary blockages, you would see a little yeah. bit of blood, you would see less urine quantity, you would yeah. see things that you probably would miss with an automatic litter box. That is very true and very, very important. How about the plastic litter box liners? What? How do you feel about those? I've never used them personally. I mean, I've always grown up in a house where we've had many cats. My mom never used them. I think, you know, if people, if it, even when the cats are scratching and digging, it just seems like it just doesn't, doesn't seem like it was going to work really. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So my husband, when we first got Van Gogh, my husband's never had an indoor cat. Obviously I was a professional pet sitter for seven years full time. And I had never seen these litter boxes, litter box liners being used. Like my clients just didn't use them. And I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of cats. So when he, when we were buying the equipment we needed, he was like, how about these? And I was like, no, like all I can see is a cat scratching that and just taking away the point of it. Like the nail will just, now it's just spilling all over the place. Like, what's the point? And it is single use plastic. So it's like, I don't see the benefit. very sustainable options. No, I, uh, I just don't yeah. see the benefit, but I agree. Like, it's just not something that I see the benefit of. Some people might swear by it. And my male cat, Ashton, he has a fear of plastic bags, oh. any kind of crinkle, anything. So I guess, you know, just the texture. I mean, sometimes, you know, cats are funny with textures too, or sounds. Yes. So that, yes. that could be another thing. Yes. And my, my cat on the opposite end of the spectrum loves plastic bags and likes to play oh. with them. <laughs> <laughs> so he like would probably just pull it out. Not that we knew because yeah. I had ju- I literally hadn't even brought my cat home when we bought all this stuff. 
But yeah. like now that I see him, if there's a plastic bag on the ground, he's like running on top of it because he likes that crinkle and he like sits on it because I guess it's cooler. The texture's different. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? All right. Well, I we've, we've alluded to your tool now during this game. So congratulations. Thank you for sharing all those tips. Thank you so much. Um, I want to learn about you and I want to learn about your tool. So let's start with you. You were an educator. Okay. Now you are the founder uh, and creator behind Cat Savant. So tell me about Cat Savant. So we are, our mission is just to make cat parenting easier. And we're starting with the litter boxes. So we, as cat parents, and we were in the pandemic at the time that we kind of created this idea of Scoop Buddy. So it was always like, no, it's your job to do the litter box. No, it's your job. And then it's, you know, all the mess that kind of comes along with litter boxes. So we're like, hey, it would be really cool if we could just, we're, we're just always thinking like that. So like, what if we could find something that attaches the bag to the litter box? And so when we went out and you know, you go in the cat parenting aisle and there's very limited supplies. It's like yes. the basic of the basics. It always has been. So we found nothing that solved our issue of just like when you're trying to sift it out of the litter box and you're trying to make it into the waste bin, you know, all that dirty litter that's kind of being sifted. That's what the sifts are, you know, the scoop is supposed to do is sift out the litter. So it's like, you know, trickling all the dirty litter debris until you get to your waste bin, waste basket. And so we're like, let's just, you know, what if we create something kind of like joking, but then, you know, here we are. So. <laughs> okay. So you created the scoop buddy. So describe the scoop buddy to us. I've obviously already seen it, but for those who yeah. are listening on radio, they can't actually see it. What is it? Okay, so it's a litter box add-on. So it attaches these little clips. Every curve of the design makes a difference. So it is as universal as it gets to work with any litter box that you scoop. And they attach to the sides of the of the litter box and it holds your waste bag in place. So there's no segue between the sifting and the waste basket. They're flexible and they're very easy to use. And they make litter scooping so much easier, so much faster. I have three small kids. So it's, yeah, I feel like time is, you know, of the essence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, you know, I'm going fast and it just, it just makes it that much easier. And you need like basically like one per litter box. So it comes in a set of two. Perfect. Uh, you could actually, some of the people that we worked with when we first launched, they started just using one because I guess that, you know, if it depends how big your litter box is, um, how it. big your waste bag is. Um, but the set, is, it comes in a set of two and they attach on either side and you can, you know, um, spread it to the width of your, you know, your desire. And then you attach your, your waste bag. So any kind of bag that you have in your home or even some we use like compostable waste bags right. too, any kind of pet waste. Um, so it's as universal as it gets with an, nearly any style litter box and pretty much any waste bag that you prefer. And so it comes in a set too. If you had multiple litter boxes, you could easily remove it and put it on the next litter box, right? Yeah. And you know what I was saying, we have three litter boxes in our home. So I have them on each set. So I don't have to, you know, carry right. it. Not all litter boxes are in the same room. They might be in different yeah. levels of your house. So, and it doesn't bother the cat at all. So that's the one thing it's for the cat parent. And it has not, like the cat, they just hop right into the litter box. It doesn't, you know, phase them in the, in the least. Yeah. So it lives on the edge of the yeah. litter box that you scoop from and Correct. you don't lose it. You don't have to move it. And it's the price point's really affordable. So you could easily get one for every litter box, even if you had multiple pets. 
Yes. And that was, you know, what we wanted it to get into the hands of more cat parents to make scooping easier because that really impacts your relationship with your with your cat. Like just that that respect of like the cleanliness and there are many studies that show that cats do prefer clean litter boxes. Absolutely. So, you know, especially in a multi-cat household and you mm-hmm. are scooping a lot, it just makes it it cuts you down on time. It makes it more efficient. And so you can spend time doing other things that you prefer to do. (laughs) Yeah. So any experienced cat parent knows that you have the cat. You have the scooper in one hand. I'm right-handed. So I have the scooper in one hand and I have the bag in the other hand and one false move. And that litter is all over the floor. So now you're not just scooping litter. Now you're vacuuming. So annoying. So this literally removes this hand, frees up this hand. You can open the, the bag a little bit more if you wanted to. You just scoop it in. You're not holding, you know, hoping that the weight of the litter box or the litter keeps it open. Like it just, it's like defies gravity, really. Like when you're trying to do all these things, you're trying to defy gravity. So this makes it so much easier. I love the concept. Uh, I love that you had such a great response from people at Super Zoo. I also love the idea for people who are, part of the disability community, kids that are learning to scoop litter boxes, people with arthritis, uh, carpal tunnel. I had carpal tunnel during pregnancy so bad that I could barely hold a fork. So how was I going to scoop a litter box? You know, and I know that they say you shouldn't scoop litter boxes during pregnancy. I'm not, I don't buy into that. Just wash your hands. I mean, don't put your (laughs) face in the litter box, but, um, I, really would have loved to have something like that when I was fostering my kittens, because it would have made it so much easier. Like you said, especially if you have a lot of cats and you're scooping a lot of litter boxes, as you age, as you get arthritis, that becomes so much more of a chore, even it's, it's already a chore for everybody, right? but it becomes so much more difficult. So when I saw it, I thought this is amazing for, you know, assisted living communities that have, that allow pets. This is amazing for disabled Uh, pet parents who just need that extra help. I think it's such a great concept. And I also love the idea of teaching our kids to help with those responsibilities, like scooping litter boxes without the risk of them making a huge huge mess. (laughs) Your daughters use them. Do they know how to use them? I know you have little, little ones. Yeah. So my oldest is six and she is just starting now to want to come help mommy, you know, clean the litter box. And she is using Scoop Buddy. So we just recently, this is just recent. She's had other chores prior to this with the kitties, but this was like the first time, you know, she'll come down, come with me downstairs and we'll scoop. And she's like, can I try? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you can try, you know? So she's just getting into it now. Exactly. I definitely would not let Noah, who is also six years old, scoop litter boxes the old-fashioned way where you're holding the bag and hoping for the best i definitely would not and i actually i want to take a break right here but when we come back i'm gonna dig into that educator brain of yours mom brain of yours and we're gonna talk about cats and kids so don't go anywhere i will be right back with carolyn molly here's your dinner (laughs) zeus that's not your food Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I am speaking to Carolyn Rafferty, who is the founder and creator behind Cat Savant, but she's also the innovator behind a litter box tool called the Scoop Buddy. And today we have discussed the Scoop Buddy, what it does. There's two separate pieces. They clip onto your litter box on the side of your litter box. It holds the bag that has two sides to the clip so that the bag goes in and then you spread the bag out. You put the litter in the clips live on your litter box. So you don't have to worry about like, where did they go? What did I do with them? I need my tool and I don't have it. They live there. She's thought of everything. I am so impressed because it's such a simple idea, but it's one of those that's like, why didn't we think about this before? So congratulations, (laughs) Carolyn. Thank you. You guys did an awesome job with this. And I've actually seen them. They're sturdy. They're well-made. They're well-designed. And like you said earlier in the show, they don't bother the cat. Because a lot of the tools that we love and that make our lives easier are like cumbersome for our pets. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great concept. I love it so much. And because you're a mom and a former educator, I want to dig into this part of the show, into kids and cats and how we get them as little kids like you have and I have to kind of grow along with the responsibilities of cat parenting. So in this game, it's called kids and cats and it's a quick fire. So I'm going to ask you questions and you're just going to give me a quick response. We'll dig in a little bit deeper after the game, but just give me your opinion. Again, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm letting okay. you off the hook. All right? No <laughs> wrong <good>. answers. <laughs> Here we go. At what age would you trust a kid to scoop a litter box? And I'm not talking about just your daughter. I'm talking about kids in general. I would say older, probably probably fourth, fifth grade, like probably at 10 years old or so. Okay. So that would be like their independent responsibility at 10 years old. Yeah. I love it. All right. Noah has four years before right. he's going to take over all that. I got to get some, you know, some motivation for them to want to do it. Yeah, yes. I think they can handle it at 10, especially with Scoop Buddy. I think that would be easy. (laughs) Agreed. And then if, and then by then they can, if they make a mistake, they can vacuum for themselves. They know where the vacuum is. They can grab the vacuum and it'll be safe for them to clean up. Okay. How old should a kid be before taking over feeding responsibilities? Both my girls have started around three or four and not like, you know, with, they do the dry food or like the wet, and then I'll do like, mm-hmm. you know, go in with the wet kibble or the, the wet food. So it's, it, and they feel like they're water glasses. So, you know, within reason, just, you know, cause they just want to be helpers exactly. um, and they love their kitties. So they always want to, you know, be a part of the process. Um, but I would say, you know, in general, like, you know, four, three, four, maybe five, depending on the responsibility of the child. 
Yes, and we're not talking about like raw feeding bones and like chicken no. hearts. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. And then that goes with the whole cleanliness, making sure they're washing their hands, you know, you don't understand the consequences to that. So. Exactly. Yeah. So it definitely depends on what you're feeding your cat and your kid's responsibility and like listening skills too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like also starting small with like just filling the water dishes, the water bowls would be like a great you know, way to get them involved and have them have a little independence and feel like they're important and contributing to the family, you know, just have a lot of rags around just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. All right. Do your kids help wash the pet bowls? They bring them to the dishwasher. Perfect. So yeah, that is helpful. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. How do you teach your kids to gently handle cats? From a very young age, as soon as they are mobile, I'm, you know, always with them. If they're around, if the kitty is in the room, I always give the cat like an out. So if they have a cat tower, they climb up. Literally my youngest right now, she just turned a year. She's, you know, motoring all over. But I just do hand over hand and I show her instead of like grabbing the fur, which is like what they intrinsically want to do, <laughs> you know, open hand and gentle, you know, head to tail. So I start from a very young age to learn how to pet them properly. Okay. Other than grabbing their fur with like a fist, what other things have you seen your kids do that you're like, "Uh Oh no, no, don't do that. Oh, the tail, the tail. It's always the tail, the tail whips, you know, and then they just want to grab the kid, the kid's tail. They think it's a toy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, the two kitties never, I mean, they have had them and says kittens. I've never, they've, grown with my kids, basically. So I was really nervous introducing the whole baby thing to my my cats. And I kid you not, like when I was pregnant, they would just snuggle my belly mm. all the time. And I feel like they've literally imprinted on the kids. I'm not even joking. It's like they don't even sleep with us anymore. They sleep with the kids. So they we, we're like, you know, old Your news to them. Your yeah. Chop- well, I guess if you were chopped liver, they'd be closer. You're yeah, right. You're definitely not <laughs> desirable. Uh, okay. Have your kids ever been scratched by either My one of your kids? My oldest kitties? was scratched once by Penelope. She's the sassy one. It was very minor, you know, yeah. nothing like it was more of a, like a, a bat, but without claws, but the claw was long enough that it got her a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. But that was the only time. I mean, our they have been so patient with our cat or with our kids and vice versa. So I think they're learning to respect one another. And I mean, that was literally probably, you know, five years ago and we've never had an incident since then. Yeah. So do you think it was merited? Like she was like trying to get space or something, or do you think it was just like she swatted like just playfully and scratched? I think she wanted space because um, she was perched up on top of the couch and my daughter climbed up to give her some love, but she just didn't want it. Right. And was like, okay, I need space, you know, and the paw came out and it wasn't malicious. I mean, she could have been, but it wasn't, right. it was just like a warning and she yeah. got up and she walked away. It's like, I, it's not for me right now. And exactly. so we learned to respect the space. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Do you think cats are sensitive to different children's energies? Like do any of your cats gravitate more to one kid over another? If they're having a hard time, you know, that magic number of three, like the tantrums and all of that, you know, when I'm trying to deescalate my own kids and I just, you know, I don't even want, it's too loud for me. (laughs) The cats come and seek out the child having a hard time. And I'm like, 
go to the other side of the house. That's where I want to be. Like, you know, so so I'm always so surprised they come and they seek out if the child is crying and, you know, having a hard time, regardless, even if there's, you know, um, a boo-boo, like anything, like if, if it's, they just, they come and check on them and they're there with them. And I was like, I, that to me, it still surprises me. It's still, I mean, it still happens like this week it happened. And I was like, yeah, why are you in here right now? (laughs) But they come and they comfort and they snuggle up and, you know, helps calm the child down by petting them. And it's a great bond. I love watching that with my kids. I love that too. Van Gogh's younger. Van Gogh's one. He just turned one um, in a, a month ago or so. And he seems to gravitate toward my daughter, who's more mellow than my son. But then whenever there's tantruming, he's kind of gone. Yeah. He's like, and that's, I would say that's typical. I don't know yeah. what's going on with my cats. <laughs> they, they, like you said, they have this bond. I mean, we've only had Van Gogh for less than a year, right? So he's still learning. And I, that's why I wanted to ask about that because I feel like people just assume like dogs are great for kids. Cats are bad for kids. And that's not the case at all. Like that's so black and white. And in pet care, that's not like every pet is an individual. Every child is an individual. Some kids take longer. Like my son has taken longer to learn the gentle, you know, like approaches toward a cat. He gets so excited and he wants to pick him up. And he too has gotten scratched because Van Gogh's like, okay, Van Gogh's really, really good about letting him pick him up. But like, at some point he wants to be let go and Noah won't let go. And so there have been a couple incidents and they've not been malicious. It's more like I'm pushing you. And I, like you said, like I scratch you by mistake. I didn't mean to scratch you, but I just wanted space. Um, And then Mila, Mila kind of like, is just kind of so gentle with him because that's just her energy and that's just her style, you know? So he gravitates toward her, but he still plays like really well with Noah. So it's just a matter of, you know, how they're feeling at the moment. Like you said, like whether they're ready to interact or not. Um, where the kid is like if the kid's tantruming or screaming laughing giggling like different cats are going to take to that very differently and I feel like also you know the dogs versus cats it just it's all about your behavior all you know your mannerism so you know cats are not as well let's start dogs dogs are very excitable so you know you might want to go over and just rush in and pet them really quick and usually cats don't appreciate that so just learning how we approach a cat versus a dog like that behavior that mentality for a child to understand that's huge you know yeah i'm laughing because i know we're talking about kids but my husband is used to having dogs and the way he approaches van gogh (laughs) is really interesting to watch because he says like van gogh only wants to be with you and i'm like because i don't pet van gogh i only pet van gogh when van gogh comes to me to sit on my lap or to like be in my space. Like if I have the door closed, otherwise he'd be in here. And I don't know if he's going to want to be here or by the window where I have something set up for him. So I let Van Gogh choose when we interact. I don't go to Van Gogh and pet him. Like I don't walk to the other side of the room to pet him. And I feel like that's what you do with dogs. You go to them and pet them and they love it. Yes. But I always believed in waiting for cats to tell me what they want and acting accordingly. Unless, of course, they want to, you know, cuddle like right now where I can't cuddle right now. So I have the door closed, right? Because it's not always on his terms. Like sometimes I have to set (laughs) boundaries too. But it's so funny because Chris is so hurt. He's like, I want a cat that like loves me as much as he loves you. And I'm like, well, then leave him be. (laughs) Leave him alone. Maybe he will come to you when you stop. Different concept for sure. 
It really is. It's so funny to watch. Okay. So you're a teacher and we're talking about the things that cats teach us. What do you think the most important thing that cats teach children? And like, why would you say to somebody, yeah, you should definitely get a cat for your family because of these benefits of having a cat and kids? Well, that's, you know, there's so many. Um, Number one, patience for sure. So, you know, learning how, as you're saying, like learning to let the cat come to you. Um, And if you are, you know, aggressive and excitable, that's okay, but the cat's probably going to run away and then you, you know, you don't get your end result. So understanding the consequences to like how your behavior is affecting them. That's huge. I love, you know, just that unconditional love. I know if they come home from a hard day of school and I mean, you know, dogs too, but there's something to be said about a cat laying down, calming you, purring, letting, you know, when I was saying they, if they're having a hard time or having a tantrum, you know, that presence coming into the room is very different than like an excitable dog. Like, Oh, what's going on? What's going on? You know, they come in with such an ease and such calmness and it really affects my child and it helps them calm down. And I mean, you know, you read about these things, but to see it firsthand is pretty amazing to, to, to watch that. And it real really time. is. I love it so much because even for me, like I love dogs. I've always loved dogs. I, you know, I, I have a dog. I had four, they've all slowly retired for lack of a better word. Um, and I got a cat because I wasn't ready for a puppy. And I feel like in order to really have an experience, a successful experience with Noah specifically and a dog, it would have had to be a puppy that kind of grows up understanding his way, his treatment. Cause like if I bring a senior dog, which I love senior dogs in with a toddler at the time, you know, like, or like a young child that doesn't have a great understanding about boundaries and pets. I felt like I was going to set up that senior pet or senior dog for failure. So I got a cat and I can't tell you how, amazing the experience of having a cat has been because I am super stressed I'm a mom I work my husband travels all the time and having that presence like you like like you described that calmness that it's not even calm it's just like that balanced energy cats have a very balanced energy yeah it balances me I really love it and I will say that that's not unique to cats necessarily but it's less common in dogs because I had a dog titan who was he's right over here somewhere. I can't remember. Um, but he, he passed away in January and he was a very balanced energy as well. Sometimes he would, he would kind of cross over to a little anxious and skittish sometimes under the right circumstances or wrong circumstances rather. But for the most part, he was a very balanced energy. And we used to joke that he was kind of like a cat. He had like one person. Well, yeah. When you see dogs with that energy, it's like the cat energy, you know, from the dog. So yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I never knew, like I knew that I should get a cat. Something just told me it was kind of like divine intervention if you believe in that. But every day that I see my kids growing with a cat, I'm so grateful that whatever it is that I trusted it, you know, that whatever led me to get Van Gogh that I'm so grateful I trusted it because it's really been amazing. So how do you include your girls in like cat enrichment? Because we all know that most cats aren't getting enough playtime, enough enrichment. And I'm sure knowing you that you make that a priority. Yeah. So the girls love to play with the cats. There's definitely some teaching that goes involved with that. So learning even the placement of the toy so it's not in their face and, you know, <laughs> letting them actually get the toy sometimes so they feel like rewarded for, you know, their yes, playtime. Yeah. So we typically do a playtime routine with the cats before bedtime. 
So um, we kind of just fit it in. And that's how it was before kids. And so now we just kind of included them um, into the routine as well. And then um, once the kids go down and they love, you know, little treats, we try not to overdo it. But we have some uh, treat puzzles as well, which is great stimulation, especially, you know, kind of I let them the cats be quiet in the in the, our den our living room with the treat puzzles for each of them as like we do the bedtime routine and it's oh, funny nice. because the cats love story time so they always like do their like treat puzzle or you know what we have left for them and then they'll come upstairs to do story time with us every Aww. night and it's so cute <laughs> I love that so much okay so what yeah. do your daughters think about your creation the scoop buddy do they know that you made that Thing that goes on the litter box my oldest does so she was uh very excited for us when we went to super zoo and she actually wanted to come in on our, on our call because she, she wants to say hi to miss isabel today because oh, uh, so she saw you the other day hi. yeah i will <laughs> um so she she gets it she's about she's six my other ones are too young i mean they you know not yet (laughs) do you tell them like mommy sells these like two other yeah yeah so yeah so we talk about how mommy and daddy invented the product and that you know this that's our business and how we're selling them um and they're starting to become in stores now in retail stores we're very excited about and so she gets it she's really excited my middle one she's just starting she's like wait you know kind of asking questions now so she'll get like, there. You but... made this? And she has yeah. no idea what it took to make that right. tiny little thing. And I don't want to get into the weeds about it, but how long did the design process and like from conceptualization to actually having a product to sell, how long did that take? Well, we were in the middle of the pandemic, so it probably took longer than most. I mean, it just it was a it was a different time period. Right. So um between the design process, we did uh 3D printing to, you know, test out different styles. And then we found um one that worked for us. We sent it out for product testing, and then we got through to the molds and the manufacturing and all of that. So it was about a year, give or take just around there to actually, you know, plus we're juggling kids and everything oh else. Gosh. So it was, you know, a little crazy there, but oh my God. I don't <laughs> even know how you have done all this. Do you guys have any experience in manufacturing? No, no. So You're just smart like that. Yeah. A lot of research. We, yeah. We read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so we figure happy. It out. That's just it. We figure it out. Proud is the wrong word. Cause I have nothing to do with it, but I'm so proud of you. And like the conviction it took, to be like, this is a good idea. And I'm going to do this because it's such a good concept. And there are a lot of good concepts that never see the light of day because people don't have the gumption that you and your husband have had with three small children. Well, one of them was probably in utero when this, the bulk of this was happening. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the gumption it took, I'm so impressed, but tell us where can we buy the scoop buddy? Yeah, so right on our website at catsavant.com. And we now include free shipping. It's in the US. And then we are starting to get picked up by some retailers. Um, actually, thankfully, from SuperZoo, they found us. And since then, we've been just kind of organically moving into different stores. We're trying to get into some spaces locally and some uh, bigger names pretty soon, hopefully. So we got some okay. things in the works. 
Amazing. I have some ideas of people I need to connect you with that I'm not sure if you met or not. So we'll talk about it at another time. But I just want to propose a toast to you. And like I said, your gumption, your conviction to make this happen. You and your family are so lovely. I've so enjoyed getting to know you. Cheers. Here's to you. Cheers. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. It really was. I love catching up with you. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winther. Thank you, Mark, for letting me do this for Pet Life Radio. And also for our, uh, to our audience, thank you so much for joining us for these awesome conversations. Please support Cat Savant. I'm sure this is one of many products they're going to create to blow our minds and make cat parenting easier. So cheers. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Very true. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.